Welcome to Courage and Spice. This is the podcast for humans with self-doubt. I'll share evidence-based resources and teach you proven coaching tools to help you transcend your self-doubt. I'm Sass Petherick, a master coach and founder of the Self-Belief Coaching Academy. I'm so glad you're here. Let's do this. Thank you so much to everyone who has written in listener letters sharing your self-doubty dilemmas. I am excited to share with you another episode of Listener's Letters today. We're going to be addressing a couple of letters that have come in about self-doubt and social media. But if you have something that's going on for you and you'd like me to create a podcast episode especially for you, please know you can email me with all the juicy details. It can be anonymous if you wish and all the details for how to do this are in the show notes. So let's open up the mailbag. I feel like I need sound effects for this. Okay, dear Sass, I want to preface this by saying I never write in to things like this. I feel a bit embarrassed even getting in touch because this feels so yuck. But you and your podcast have been my lockdown companions and I trust you. And I hope me revealing my crazy brain doesn't count me out of ever meeting for coffee one day because I think you're pretty cool. (laughs) Okay, so my question is, can I be on social media without feeling awful about myself? I get so caught up in comparison with thoughts like everyone else seems to have stuff to say that's helpful and funny and interesting and I just feel so negative about myself. Honestly, I feel dread when I'm on Instagram these days. I want to curl up into a ball and hide. So I tend to shut down, avoid social media and just hate on it from the sidelines. The truth is I would love to be able to post with some ease and playfulness and just appreciate other people's posts, knowing that we're all contributing to this work. Oh, I should mention that I'm also a coach, so there is an added level of deep embarrassment that I both understand this and still can't seem to get my shit together around it. Thank you so much for any suggestions you might have, Shannon. P.S. This is my middle name because I don't want anyone to know it's me. Ha ha. I love this Shannon or whoever you are and I don't think this is crazy at all and I want to add in another letter that just feels really destined to help both of you feel less alone. Hey Sass, I'm waving at you from New Zealand and wahine, I need your help. In addition to my full-time job, I have an illustration business. Honestly, it's more of a hobby that might be a side hustle maybe one day. Part of this is posting my work on social media, but I can't seem to stop myself from checking how many likes, how many comments. It's an obsession and the response from strangers on the internet can make or ruin my day. I want to be creating without being so weirdly obsessed about being popular. I feel like there has to be a way to do this without so much self-doubt. Mariki. Okay, so Shannon and Mariki, let's do this. I see so many common themes in both of your letters and I just want to talk about something that's underneath all of this before we get going on what you guys might want to try. Let's just remember that social media is designed to stimulate our desire for validation, right? Those hearts and likes and comments, all of it are designed to specifically stimulate the parts of our brains that get this hit of dopamine, of good feelings. And the algorithms are designed to drip out that validation, that feedback. It's not in real time. It's all there to keep you engaged. 
right? So all of this is you responding to the way that this technology has been set up. Nothing has gone wrong. And I think just remembering this can be helpful because, you know, what we're really talking about here is not outsourcing responsibility for our thoughts and feelings to the robots. So coming down to sort of the next level, like the big picture of what's going on for both of you, my sense is that, Mariki, you've got a belief going on here, like, I'll feel good if I see the likes, so I'm going to keep checking, right? It's this positive association that you've made in your brain that's being enhanced by the technology, and it feels really compelling, understandably. And how incredibly understandable that this has developed into a bit of a habit, and it sounds like you're sort of default reaching for your phone whenever you have a spare moment. And Shannon, on the other side of the coin, your main belief seems to be, well, everyone else has said everything there is to say, so you don't bother, right? And so this is just a negative association that you're giving to Instagram that's understandably leading to some dread and to opting out. So you're both kind of engaging in similar ways. They're just in having different impacts for you. But I really want to talk about the approach that I think will really help both of you here And that is for you to really embrace intention. Intention is your friend here. Because, look, the robots are just going to get more sophisticated. The chances of those changing is really minimal. But if you want to keep using social media, and look, there's no reason why you wouldn't. And it can be a really great support for both of your respective businesses. But it's super important to remember that this is a choice you can both make and for that choice to be intentional. So that's how I want to approach this, is all of the things I'm going to suggest for both of you are about being really intentional. So in my work around developing self-belief, a kind of expanded model of self-belief, we talk about the compass. And in the south point of the compass at the bottom, I characterize self-worth as the warrior. And self-worth is all about our lines in the sand, right? That's why it's at the bottom. It's earthy. It's what is okay and not okay for us. So when we're talking about cultivating self-worth, we're deciding on our boundaries. We're deciding on what's okay and what's not okay. We're deciding on boundaries for other people and for ourselves. So the promises we want to keep to ourselves. And we're deciding how much territory we want to take up. And part of that is about the resources, the very practical resources that are available to us, like energy and time. I think these are the true currencies of any business, energy and time. And the way that we bring self-worth into the world, it's the action that we take to bring those boundaries, our territory into the world to take a stand around what is okay and what isn't okay, what promises we're keeping to ourselves, how we spend our resources, right? So what I really want to invite both of you to do is to consider where are you directing your self-worth right now? Because what I see happening is that both of you are saying it's what other people think or say or do that impacts my self-worth, right? So Shannon, it's all about what everyone else is posting. And Mariki, it's all about what everyone else thinks of what you've posted, right? Now, what I notice is that neither of you are coming from your own self-worth, right? What territory you want to take up. 
And it sounds to me like, Shannon, this is about the people you want to serve with your coaching work. And Mariki, it's about the creativity that helps bring you alive, right? This is the territory you are playing in in the world. So my counsel to you is to decide to get very intentional about what kind of businesses you each want to have, right? What is the territory you want to take up? Because your coaching and your creativity, respectively, are not dependent on Instagram for anything, right? This isn't where your work lives. Instagram could disappear tomorrow and Shannon, you'll still be a coach and Mariki, you'll still be an artist, right? And so shifting that balance, your self-worth comes from you. How you show up to this comes from you. So you get to decide what is my work? Who do I serve? It won't be everyone, right? Who's this for? You won't be like anyone else. That's the beauty of doing work from our hearts. It's an expression of us, right? It's our unique take, our flavor, the way we see the world, right? And I think what I see you both doing is you're getting your self-worth tangled up with your social media presence, right? And it's just a bit of a red herring. But when you're really intentional about what you stand for, what your work is, the territory you want to take up, where you put your time and your energy, who your clients and customers are, then you can decide what role Instagram might play in your business model. And this will help inform what you want to post, how often the content and all that. So at the moment, what I'm seeing is that you're kind of doing this backwards, right? You're focusing on Instagram and saying that has to change in order for you to feel okay about your work. And what I'm saying is focus on your work, get really intentional about that, and then decide what, if any, role Instagram plays in that. So I highly recommend you get this clarity from working with a coach. And the reason that I want to offer this to you is that If you do this with a coach, and it could just be like a one-off session, but if you do this with a coach, you're going to get an external perspective that isn't tied up in all of your blind spots right now, right? And Shannon, you'll know how powerful this can be. It's about kind of remembering what you got involved in this work for. And then what I recommend for you, particularly Shannon, when you have this clarity, right? When you've got really remembered, this is why I'm here away from social media, so do not do this on apps in the moment, right? I want you to imagine the clients that you want to work with and write them love notes, right? Write down what you want them to know, what you know about your particular flavor of coaching that they don't, where is the value in your work. Make this sort of exercise part of your week or your month, like take the time to engage and connect with the people that need to know what you stand for and how you help. This exercise comes from Kelly Deals, who you may or may not know. She's a brilliant feminist marketer. And she says, say something that matters and people will come sit by the fire. Say it over and over, have seats ready, your people will gather. Right, so you're just doing this, Shannon, on your own. You're just writing notes to your clients. And then you'll have a stash of messages that you can decide to post, right? There's no second guessing in the moment on Instagram when you're surrounded by everyone else's words. You don't get caught up in comparison or waiting until you're ready. You're deciding ahead of time what you're going to post on what days. And I think there are even apps that will do this for you. So you can just let your thoughts out into the world without even looking at what anyone else is saying. 
Say what matters to your people over and over and trust that your people will gather. You don't even need photographs anymore. I haven't honestly posted that many photos for months now. I've just been using text-based stuff because it's easy for people to share. So all of my posts right now, you'll probably notice if you follow me on Instagram, are all you know, sharing my love notes with my clients, right? So I highly recommend doing that. Really shareable. But yeah, make it as simple for you to post without engaging or getting involved in the comparison stuff. Just until you start building up that muscle that you have something to say, right? You want to experiment with that before you worry about what anyone else thinks about it. Now, Mariki, that approach may work for you too. But I also want you to experiment with just scheduling time to engage with Instagram really intentionally, however often you're willing to do it. But I think getting really clear on your time and your energy is going to help you. So you may want to say, right, I'm going to do this for 20 minutes once a day or half an hour once a week, right? Whatever it is, decide how much energy and time you're going to offer to Instagram on a kind of weekly or daily basis and do it ahead of time and then once you do that I really want you to think quite intentionally about what you are going to be believing or encouraging yourself to believe while you are on the app right so right now your thoughts are if people like this I get to feel good right that's positive association is dependent on what other people think But I want you to decide what you want to practice believing before you go on social media, right? And it's all about giving yourself the validation that you're looking for from others. So it might be something like, oh, I really like this illustration. I wonder what other people think. Getting really specific. I really like this color or this image reminds me of the sun shining on my face that day in the park. Whatever good feeling you have about that image really register it for yourself. So this means you're getting clear on what you like about what you're sharing and you're offering yourself that validation. Then whatever else anyone else thinks is a bonus. The other thing I'd really encourage both of you to do is to ask yourselves some searching questions about what this obsession with Instagram is protecting you from. Right? So just really sit with that question. If you could no longer spend this time and energy on Instagram, what worries or fears come up? What is this obsession with Instagram protecting you from? And just really sit with it. The answer might surprise you and it may not come straight away. It probably won't feel logical or even proportionate, but that's a good sign that it's self-doubt. Right? Because self-doubt is always trying to protect us from some kind of psychological risk. Disappointment, failure, rejection, conflict, success, judgment or complexity. So just think about like what risks are you protecting yourself from by this distraction of social media? I have some semi-informed guesswork here, right? And that just suggests, Shannon, that you'll probably need to be facing the risk of possible disappointment and rejection. So as a coach, I imagine you'll be wanting clients to work with. So this means you're going to have to tell people what you do and make offers to help them, aka marketing and selling, right? And this is probably going to involve some disappointment and rejection. 
So what's your relationship with disappointment and rejection? How tolerant are you of those things? How might you be protecting yourself from that? And Mariki, you might need to just own your dreams, right? Like if you weren't checking all the time, you'd probably have some space to decide if you are going to turn your artistic gifts into the side hustle that you're dreaming of and what that might mean for you. What risks might that involve? I'm thinking failure, the complexity of working two jobs, perhaps some conflict that might come up if you're having to dedicate your time and energy to building your business, right? Like that makes complete sense because what I see is I'm getting reassurance from the people that like my posts, like, oh, maybe this is a possibility. But when we stay in possibility, right, we don't actually create the life we want, So I just want you to both know that you're doing this procrastination and perfectionism for damn good reasons, right? You're smart, talented women. And if you choose to go all in with your prospective work, you're going to probably face a full house of psychological risks. But this isn't a reason to not do it, right? This is just a reason to find a cape for yourself. But the really important thing I just need you to know is that your businesses do not need social media. They do need you, specifically your self-worth, your intention, your clarity, your leadership, your time, your energy. And I honestly think that most of running a successful business is about continuously making decisions as much as possible from that healthy adult self, the part of you that is operating from compassion, discernment, boundaries, imperfect, consistent action. Right, so Shannon, Mariki, anyone else who feels that yuckiness on social media, I really hope this helps. Remember, Instagram needs you more than you need it. And when you choose to show up with intention, you're less likely to fall down the hole of an existential crisis. But trust me when I say that your self-worth is so not dependent on what any stranger on the internet thinks of you. And the clearer you can get for what matters to you, the easier it's going to be for you to show up for your people from a place of real compassion and intention and clarity. I wish you both all the love and fortitude. If you're going through a change right now or some kind of transition, if you're feeling a bit lost at sea or you're just struggling to find a decent coach to talk to, I really want you to think about Self-Belief Coach Match. This is a matchmaking service for trained, qualified, brilliant practitioners that I have trained personally in my self-doubt methodology. Self-Belief Coach Match launches in May of 2021 if you're listening live. You can register using the link in the show notes. You'll be able to work with a coach for a single session or for a package of six sessions of self-belief coaching. So do sign up if you're looking for a coach, if you want some support to make your way through the next stage of change for you. I'd be so honored to hook you up with one of the best coaches I know.